Hey Bulls fans, it's your girl Bella and I must say it's been a great week for all you Bulls fans out there. You already know after talking about how much the Bulls needed to trade for Lonzo Ball, it finally happened. So <laughs> Arturas Karnasovas and the Bulls agreed to a four-year deal worth $85 million to sign the restricted free agent and Just remember, I have been talking about this trade since January. You heard it here first, along with my boy, Josh Hicks. So you already know I had to bring him in to talk about this with you all. So a lot has happened since the last time we spoke together, Josh. How have you been? (laughs) I have been living my best life, as they say, with this offseason, just because of the fact that there's no more school for a little while. Night got a couple months off. I've just been focusing more on my other uh, things that I do with my writing, sports podcasting, uh, following up on the, all the latest, you know, news, watching the finals, which was crazy. Yes. Um, and, you know, with the draft and combining that with now free agency, it's just a lot of good stuff going on. And just not just with the Bulls, but the, but all these other teams in general. I mean, the Cubs cleared out, cleaned house. In one uh, that is not good stuff. Don't be bringing that up. <laughs> well, I'm still not okay. I am not okay. Don't talk about that. Like literally in what, what is the craziest Rizzo, Brian, Baez, all three guys score homers. Literally like they, I, I just can't with their new team. 24 hours too. They, they weren't playing no games. They said they are out okay. again. Not okay whatsoever. The Yankees, the Mets and the Giants got themselves some gems and over here, we're just hurting as, as a Cubs community. It's time for me to go become a White Sox fan at this point. They, they are on the rise. My, uh, Tim Anderson, they, they got the flair over there. So they, they, they really are on the rise. Do. They really I mean, do. And I mean, y'all, this is how y'all, this is how you know, like it's getting extra weird in Chicago. Y'all did a trade. Y'all traded y'all superstar pitcher with the White Sox. Yes, Kimbrel. Yes. I was like, yo, that's 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 wild. So you're going to just say, oh, he may not be good for us. He may be good for uh, right down the street. Let's go see. It makes no sense to me. But, you know, as a Cubs fan, I've never been uh, so, like someone who's hated on the White Sox. I've been to games like to me, it's Chicago. You get what I mean? Like I'm yeah. end of the day, I'm still going to rep for Chicago. And like you said, the flares over there right now. So maybe I should. <laughs> I'm wearing black and white right now. So maybe, you know, that that's a sign. I'm joking. <laughs> This is terrible. Let's let's get back to the Bulls at this point before I start digging myself into a hole. So from the Bulls drafting, basically, I would assume move with the 38th pick in the NBA draft the other day to Zoe being traded to the Bulls to Alex Caruso also joining the team. You know, Josh and I are just going to break it all down for you guys now. So we're clearly going to start with the biggest news for us, too, which is getting Lonzo Ball, you know, if you guys have been following our, our beats and our blogs, you will know that we have been talking about this well before the talks even, you know, started. Like, we, we, we were on it. So, we basically are very excited to share this news, but we're going to break down what Zoe will bring to the Bulls and why we think he's a good match for them. The Bulls gave up veteran shooting guard Garrett Temple, combo guard Tomas Sadoransky, and a second-round pick for Zoe. So in my opinion, that's a great trade. You know, what, what are you, how are you feeling about this, Josh? It's a, it's a win-win, um, considering the fact that you get the point guards you obviously have been coveting and wanting for, for years, not just within this current uh, regime with Arturis Kinesivis and Mark Eversley, but even back to guard, guard packs, they were reported trying to make trades in their draft picks when they was having the 
three consistent years of the seventh pick in the overall draft. They tried, they tried to use one of those to get Lonzo Ball when he was back in L.A. before he even was traded to the Pelicans. So the, the interest in Lonzo Ball for Chicago has really been for the longest, a long, ter- a long time situation. But how to get him there was always going to be an issue, especially since this past season with the trade deadline, when they could have really got after Lonzo Ball, they decided to go the opposite route and get Vucevic, Nikola Vucevic from the Orlando Magic to bring on that extra all-star that, that they needed to pair along with Zach Levine. And by doing that, it stalled the talks as far as what they can get from Lonzo Ball. But, it's, but they took a huge risk in assuming that, you know what, at the end of the day, we know the mutual interest is there. We'll try it out the trade deadline, and I mean, at the free agency uh, component and see if it works. And for the Bulls to literally do that by not just being able to get him to agree to an, a contract, but to be able to get the Pelicans to remove their restrictions prior to free agency even starting and have this plan in place where you can do this sign and trade. That's, inc- that, that's a testament to how the new regime is moving, how they view Lonzo Ball, how they were able to do business under the wraps. You know, they were like, it's like they were literally like G's moving to silence like lasagna when it came to this sign and trade that um, not many people that people knew about what have to take place most likely for both teams to make this work. But for them to do it so strategically in the way that they did really and really shows that this this new regime is not playing any games. And they're serious about getting the top tier talent to fill in the voids that they need with Lonzo Ball being the number one option. You really raised an excellent point there, Josh, because you're really looking at the bigger picture. And that's really what we have to look at with this. This is showing that Bulls regime, as you're saying, they're not playing around. This really shocked me because, you know, back those, like I said, if you follow our blog, you'll see like I had written about how much can the Bulls really afford to to bring on Zoe while keeping someone like Zach Levine, who was approaching, you know, a a max contract type of deal. and, And then also letting go of the other guys and all this stuff. So talking to experts, which, which I did that, that cover like the NBA salary cap, it wasn't looking probable that they could keep Levine and bring on Zoe and and all of this. And now not only did the bulls bring on Zoe, but they brought on Alex Caruso and then a possible, you know, DeRozan, you know, for Lowry type trade going in the sign and trade with the Spurs. So all this is going on and the bulls really, as you said, are not playing around. They shocked us. And I'm very excited for this new regime and to see what they can do. They're putting their money where their mouth is for once in in their lives in the last 20 years. So it should be really interesting. I mean, let's, let's look at Zoe as a player and what he's going to bring in last season. He with, with the Pelicans, he averaged 14.6 points per game, 4.8 rebounds, 5.7 assists, 1.5 steals and 0.6 blocks. He shot 41.4 from the field, 37.8% from three and 78.1 from the free throw line. Those are decent numbers. Yeah. And the best thing about it is he's improved every year. This past year have been his highest careers totals in all those categories that you've mentioned. What's showing progress that at the end of the day, he's still improving. And with the Bulls regime, which is huge on player development, and has hired a staff that caters towards player development. Mm-hmm. Having a Mo Cheeks there who, you know, who is who knows how to play that point guard type of style. Billy Donovan is a point guard, but was also a, a guy that could shoot at that point guard position. Those components are going to help progress Lonzo Ball's game that much further. And to be able to put that in Billy Donovan's system with the Zach Levine on, on your side, that, that's going to be a scary backcourt to defend. And as long as Lonzo Ball continues to improve his jump shot, that's, 
that's going to be a one-two punch that can make a little not nice amount of noise in the East, especially at the age that they're both in. They both they, both of their games uh, counteract with each other. It's 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 a, it's pretty much like a ma- match made in heaven in a sense when you think about pairing Lonzo Ball with Zach, with Zach Levine and the skill sets they provide in Billy Donovan's system. Right. No, you're you're totally right. And as you said, with someone like Zach Levine beside you, we're going to have a, a dynamic duo to watch. You know, to as we're watching the Bulls play it's going to be so much more interesting to finally see like perimeter defense and good you know better outside shooting with with someone like Caruso and then Zach Levine not having to focus on two roles having to play the point and the two you know now he can focus on himself because as I've mentioned before I haven't made it you know I haven't kept it a secret my feelings for Kobe White like he's inconsistent he is only offensive he doesn't have that true point guard capacity to facilitate and and do what he needs to do on the court to make everyone else better around him I'm not saying he's a terrible player but he doesn't bring you know what the Bulls need for their back court and that's like the true point guard stuff the passing the the defense he doesn't have that and Zoe has all of that and he's unselfish he can give you those full court passes and and those great lobs to to Zach Levine to to give us those great slam dunks that you 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 know, we're just excited to see all this happen. I think it's going to be good. And they just seem like they're, they're going to mesh well, their personalities. And as you can see, like Caruso and Zoe have already played before together before on the Lakers, they have that bond. So it's going to be interesting. We can move on to Alex Caruso and touch upon that unless you have something else to say about Zoe. Oh no, you, you, you hopped on all the, all the big points. Like you mentioned, Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso have played together during a time in LA there's already chemistry there. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, when you talk about, I'll, I'll, I guess I could transition to Alex Caruso because one of the biggest things about Alex Caruso is that defensive component. You have a guy that he can, who's known for guarding the perimeter very, very well on top of shooting 40% from the three-point line. That, these moves, including the draft pick of Io DeSumo, Mm-hmm. Um, the hometown kid from Morgan Park, state champion, U of I, the Big Ten champion, Bob Cousy Award winner. Having that pedigree along with those other free agent picks that we've gotten yeah. pretty much em- emboldens and pretty much emphasizes that much more what this new regime is looking for. Versatility and toughness, especially on the defensive end. The Bulls have size now. They have versatility now. So now you're talking about a, a, a potential lineup that's 6'5", 6'6", with another 6'6", with, if you put Patrick Williams at the 4, 6'9", along with Vucevic, who's 6'10". Mm-hmm. That's a guard, that, with all of them playing, switching everything from a 1-5 position, that's a versatile lineup defensively that's going to be a nightmare for teams to want to play offense against. And then you want to talk about offensively, that's even just, that's just as deadly because of the versatility that Patrick Williams can bring from the four power four position, being able to stretch the floor with his shooting ability that's improving and has been reported over the summer has been getting better and better. Vucevic being a stretch five and a four and a four level four, uh, three, four level score with his efficiency, Zach Levine already being the, the all-star that he is and improving from what we've seen in team USA playing an impact on that team. And Lonzo Ball's improved jump shot. I mean, the, the the endless options are there on both ends of the court, which is something that this new regime has emphasized and harped on for the longest. And you're starting to really see it's it, it's really coming to fruition. 
Yeah, I definitely think this is the time for all Bulls fans to be excited. Basically, since D Rose or Jimmy Butler, we haven't seen that that thrill in, in the Bulls uh, regime, as you said. But just to fill you guys in listening right now on Alex Caruso's and, you know, how he got here for he's on a four year, thirty seven million dollar contract now Uh this trade, clearly, as as Josh mentioned, it puts the finishing touches to the Bulls' backcourt, and it adds that perimeter help and that outside shooting. And as as you said, with the forty percent from beyond the arc shooting that well, Caruso was one just one of five players in the NBA last season that averaged at least twenty minutes per game with more than one point five steals per thirty six minutes, and he shot better than that forty percent. So that's that's rare, and now the Bulls have that. And it's, it's going to be really interesting. You already touched upon everything that Caruso can add to this. There were some skeptics this morning. I was talking to a couple friends that are hoopers. They know the game and they're saying that they do not like the Caruso pick. They think it's not, not it's pointless because there's zone now and then IO and that it's just too much at going on in, in the, in the guard positions. But I think this is great. This solves the backcourt issues. You have depth, you have options, and, you know, Ayo Desunmu, he's a rookie, so it's not like he's coming in to start. It's good to have – I would honestly put Zoe first string and then have Caruso over Kobe White. Um, I don't care who disagrees with me. That's my opinion, sure. and I will stand by it. Kobe White should be the third option. But uh, I would – I would that would be – my starting unit right now with the Bulls would be Zoe, Zach, P-Will – maybe Thad Young at four and then Vooch at five. I would be putting that. What do you think, Josh? I'm looking at your face right now. I mean, it's not a bad option. Let's put it this way. They're not, that's not a bad lineup at all. Starting unit. As of right now, that would be my starting unit as well. But we have to be mindful of the fact that the Bulls aren't done. Um, the They're Bulls not done. But So that leads me to the next thing I wanted to let's, – let's just go right into it then. So the potential sign and trade with the Spurs, DeRozan for Lowry – while I want Mark Markin and out, I want Lowry gone. I don't feel the Bulls need DeRozan, though. So, like, what do you think, Josh? I think what's going to happen, and this is just my personal belief, is the fact that they have a trade exception. Within that trade exception that they got from the Daniel Theus trade with the Houston Rockets, signing trade with the Houston Rockets, they will utilize that trade exception most likely to get another big man. Which in, but that may come within that sign and trade deal with the Spurs because now you're not off, you're not also just looking at you know positions, you're also looking at salary. Mm-hmm. So, because of that, I think to counter out that salary component, you trade Lowry, you get back a DeRozan, you potentially, I'm not saying that they will because I don't think they will because they're too high on him right now, but you may even include a Kobe White, which is why they loaded up all the, on the guard component as well. Yeah, please. So if you move, so if they load it up on the guard component, you may potentially be looking at moving Kobe White and putting him in that Spurs deal, which can open up some more cap, some more cap space and utilize that trade exception to bring in a big man that can that can you know fill in that extra void and potentially be because this is the key. This is because this is the thing you get you getting rid of Larry Marketing is ultimately actually making the Bulls easier with with from a position standpoint with Patrick Williams. They ideally want him to play the powerful position. I believe they realize that even though he can play the three, he's more effective at the four. Mm-hmm. So moving him to the four, he's going to replace Lowry. So Lowry will be gone. But how do you get the backup big man that's going to be behind Patrick Williams aside from Thaddeus? 
right? That's 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 the key that they're going to look into. And I believe they're going to utilize that trade exception to do that, which may come with the Spurs uh, sign and trade, whether it's a Spurs big man that's going to come and take on that role or they want to use it somewhere else. But there's a reason why they're keeping Kobe White for now. And there's a reason why they're trying to trade Larry Markin and, and potentially bring in DeRozan. DeRozan may be the extra guard. Kobe White may potentially be on the move. You got Laurie gone, and then eventually they could open up even more space if they truly want to, to bring in that extra big man that they need. Yeah, I think that focus on the front court now, because that back court is looking solid now. I think now the focus needs to shift to that front court. But, you know, Markinen, I just need to touch upon why I need him to leave. It's just, it's, it's becoming a joke. And I feel bad saying it because I understand that he's been, you know, it's been, his injuries have been detrimental to his growth. But it's like from the moment he's gotten to the Bulls till now, there's been something that has set him back. We we haven't seen him him grow. He this past season, Markinen averaged career lows in in points, rebounds, and assists per game. His shooting percentages were career highs. He did grow on that point, but he wasn't able to completely play because he's constantly having certain injuries that set him back. So it's time for him to go. It it really is. But if the Bulls do that sign and trade and don't end up doing that trade exception thing. Like, as you were saying for a big and DeRozan is who we, and who the bulls end up with. What do you, what do you say? Like DeRozan will bring to the team. What value? He's going to bring, a, he's going to bring an extra level of hunger and tenacity. Okay. Um, just because he's been stuck in San Antonio for all these times, constant trade rumors of where he's going to go and how, and whether he's going to stay, not to mention, this is a team that he went to that he after two two days after he was told by the original franchise of the Toronto Raptors they weren't going to trade him. Mm-hmm. So, I think a fresh start, excuse me, will be ideal for him. And to do it in Chicago, where there is a connection for him, Mark Eversley drafted uh, Demar Derozan in Toronto. So for him to scout uh, Demar Derozan, for him to build a relationship with Demar Derozan over time, and still got that Nike connect. DeMar DeRozan can fit in Chicago, especially if he stays at that two-guard position and brings that much more versatility to your offense because you can move now, move Zach to the three, and then you can actually put Patrick Williams at the four on a more consistent basis. But what he does bring to the table is shot making. He can create his own jump shot. And, And it fits within Billy Donovan's system because Billy Donovan's system is strategically targeted towards players' skill sets, which is why Zach Levine thrived the way that he did which is why offensively Kobe White thrived the way that he did because of the fact that offensively their best skill sets come in the mid range, being able to create all those pick and rolls and shoot mid range jump shots on a consistent basis. That's DeMar DeRozan's game. He can stretch it to the three, but that's his game predominantly is within that mid range and not to mention his size and athletic ability that defensively caters to the perimeter defending, which he, which is something that he is known for as well. The Bulls can make that work, and it can be an easier load off of uh, Zach Levine and off Alonzo Ball, too, because now you don't have to ask him to be that third guy. You can ask him just to be the point guard, facilitate, shoot when necessary, and play his game. Knowing that you have two playmakers in Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan in your backcourt with an all-star big man that can stretch the floor and shoot the three effectively as well. And a, and, a, and a rising Patrick Williams, where as long as he continues to get better, you have a, a, a power forward that can pretty much do sim- the similar uh, skill sets. Yeah. So, th- if anything, DeMar DeRozan can actually bring 
additional um, positive positives to the Bulls while also relieving pressure off of Zach Levine and, and newcomers like Alonzo Ball, like even a Kobe White, who feel like they have to score and constantly create for themselves. And quite frankly, they don't have to have that pressure anymore. They can actually create for others, which makes the game come to them that much easier. No, you're, you're right. And, and as you touched on, like with P. Will now, like we saw this last season, how he played. I, I think he's going to be a very dangerous defensive stopper in the league. And this is his time to shine and really show the Bulls what he can do and grow and learn from these players around him. It's going to be really nice and a great environment to learn and develop, as you said. So it, it's going to be interesting. Let's move forward then, at, since we're already touching upon that. Everything's transitioning perfectly today. So the future of the Bulls and where the team stands now, what does this mean going forward? And we have to talk about Ayo Desunmu before we completely get into that because he is part of the future now. The Bulls selected him, as we mentioned earlier, with a 38th pick in the draft, and he's a Chicago native. So he is going to be excited to put on for his city. This is his town. He's going to show out. He was a star guard for Illinois which was one of the best teams in college basketball last year. He was a consensus first team All-American. He, as you mentioned earlier with the Heights and this being a big team, he's 6'5", 200 pounds, and he, he's young. So who knows how much more he could put on if he starts developing with the team or, or whatever the case is. But he led Illinois last season with 20.1 points, 6.3 rebounds, 5.3 assists, 1.1 steals. He's already shown improvement from his sophomore year. He was shooting 29% from beyond the arc. And this past season, he was shooting 39%. So already showing improvement at a college level. Imagine the improvement he could show, you know, at the NBA level with someone like Billy Donovan and and a staff like that that shows, um, you know, good player development. So what? where does the future of the Bulls uh, look like it's heading towards, Josh? It's heading towards playoffs with having that one missing link to potentially take him to that next level in the Eastern Conference. Obviously, if you add DeMar DeRozan, the Bulls' chances of making the playoffs and being a top five team in the East go that much higher, right? But now you're looking at a core with young talent. Caruso is still kind of young. Lonzo Ball is young. Zach Levine, bearing that they signed him to this max contract, is, is young. Vucevic is still young. We have a young core that the Bulls can work with when it comes to building the talent on top of the foundation that's already set place. The Bulls are thinking playoffs now. They're thinking we have to make the playoffs and not just make the playoffs, but compete in a way where at least we have a chance to go past the first and second rounds, right? Especially in the Eastern Conference that's strong and has been stronger, especially with the Miami Heat and what they've done with their to bolster their roster when free agency started. But at the same time, it's not like the Western Conference where pretty much every team you could think of in the Western Conference is loaded. It's not like that in the Eastern Conference. There's a chance for them to boost and boost their way into that five, six spot. So to be able to do that, they have the right core to do that. And that's what the future is looking like moving forward. The key to all this, though, at the end of the day, is Zach Levine and who you could put around him moving forward long term. Because Zach Levine is the face of this franchise. And they have shown that at the end of the day, he is that guy and he's worthy of that money, whether it comes to this contract extension comes this offseason or next offseason. They have to sign him up to a max deal. And from what I've heard, he wants that max deal to be done. He's willing to work and be patient. But at the same time, he knows his worth. 
and he wants to stay in Chicago to make the, to amplify that. He, 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 is this the perfect roster to do that? And I think he's waited to see what the Bulls are going to do to show that, that, that they're trying to put the extra effort to put those right pieces around him. They've shown that. And as you can see, now they're in a better position for at least this season to make a playoff and actually make a pretty decent playoff run in the Eastern Conference. That, but the biggest thing is Zach Levine. And as long as you sign Zach Levine and able to keep those pieces around him while also improving along the way, you'll be fine. I'm going to go back to Io because I didn't get a chance to harp on Io. But um, Io DeSumo is a ready-now player. He is ready to play in this league right now. Smart, intelligent, uh, high IQ player who at the same time, had, like you mentioned, has size. He is versatile because he was a combination guard in college. We so played some point guard along as some shooting guard. And within that, he's also a very good defender. Very good defender with size, quickness, and speed that he was shutting down the best players last year for this team. Um, so he's coming to this league as a very good two-way defender with plenty of room to improve and with the right staff can be beneficial to the second unit, especially when you talk about a second unit that may fit Alice Caruso, Kobe White as your two guard. And with his size, you could move Ayo DeSumo to the three. Um, so the Bulls now with that versatility offensively, if anything, you just added more depth with this homegrown kid that you don't have to, even though he needs player development, it's not as drastic of a player development as maybe a Kobe White. It's more of a, you could just plug him in like you did with Patrick Williams Give him that experience on the court, and he can play right now and contribute right now to a team that is that is eyeing for the playoffs. Nothing more, nothing. I mean, and for the, for the playoffs, and nothing less than that. So, I would assume was a good pickup for the Bulls for the especially for the right now with the future of what the what the franchise really wants. And putting all that together, versatility and toughness. That's what the Bulls have been preaching. That's the but then that's what the Bulls are showing with all the moves they made within this offseason. Totally right. Everything you just said, I, I completely agree with Josh. And as you mentioned, the main piece, and that's something that the Bulls had proved uh, to everyone during the March trade deadline, that that Zach Levine is that that person, that focal point for the team that everyone needs to build around. And they showed like, okay, he's worthy of this because they started bringing in guys like Vooch and Tice at that time to build around him. Right. Um, and, and now they're already doing that. I think I haven't been this excited about a Bulls lineup in, in very, very long. And finally, that roster is looking good for the Bulls right now. So having all these guys going forward, it brings that versatility, that toughness, as you're saying, it's going to look really nice. So uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure speaking with you once again about all of this. I, I can't believe that uh, that finally, at least there's something going on in Chicago for fans to be excited about, especially after that brutal Cubs stuff that people are still trying to recover from. Uh, just, I, I still can't believe it. I'm not even going to get into that right now, but it's, it's looking good, at least on the bull side. So there's, there's one team to, to look forward to as the season starts, the, the bulls are going to have a lot of, um, basically vibe building to do and getting to know each other, even though as, as we've seen, most of the players do already have certain familiarities with each other, like Caruso and Zoe, but it's going to be interesting to see how they all end up vibing and the chemistry on the court with finally a, a solid front court and a good backcourt as well. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Josh. You're the best.
Of course. Anytime, Bella. <laughs> we will uh, tune out. Be, be sure to be following uh, our beats. We will continue covering the, the Bulls as everything unravels and stay tuned for the sign and trade, the potential sign and trade between, you know, DeRozan and Lowry. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to Bulls with Bella with my boy, Josh. Take care. Bye.